This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Weekend Podcast, where it's the big race of the weekend, the Whitbread at Sandown. Um, famous race going down the years. And uh, joining me to discuss uh, these races and give you... Their best bets for the weekend are oh, John Lang. Good evening, John. Now, when Quentin was in front on the tipsters' table, you always used to say, current leader of the tipsters' table. <laughs> I did, I did. It's just, uh, it's John. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just meagre souls, though. He's nothing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> evening. Yeah, evening, John. <laughs> Um, and uh, and uh, joining me also, <laughs> John, <laughs> now, joining me also is um, uh, the last year's Naps champion, Quentin oh, Franks. <laughs> evening, all. <laughs> Good evening, Quentin. And certainly, last but not least, uh, to certainly give us some brilliant twig hoppers um, tomorrow, I'm sure. Neverlander. Good evening, Nev. Are you well? Yeah, really well. Thank you. Yeah. Good, Good evening. Stuff. Good stuff. Right. Without further ado, then, um, we're, we're going to get on to our best bets. But, but, John, just before we do, I come on to a post of yours where you said about Sandown this weekend being a bit disappointing, etc., etc. And for years gone by, they used to have a mixed meeting, didn't they, with the... With the and, and, and I've always I've always said, John, what meeting could you have where you could have a future Derby winner racing at the same card as, say, a Gold Cup winner? And Sandown was the only course ever to offer that, and I think that's that's uh, you know quite quite an interesting thing. But what, what what's your thoughts on a mixed card? I just think it's a shame they don't have it anymore because it was to bring both cards together. Um, it was it was a bit of a fun day for jockeys as well, you know. Yeah. Um, they used to be like the flat jockeys used to be able to sit there and watch the jump jockeys tucking into the chips and stuff and. <laughs> <laughs> They were having a boiled sweet and going to throw up. You know. <laughs> Could it be because the jockeys only like to ride at one meeting now, and some jockeys would spend a whole day just for one ride? Well, it, it, there is that with the new rules. I mean, I mean yeah. it's pretty consideration, wouldn't it? Now, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's just such a shame. I think it, I think it did work well, but then I also think as well with that. How, how does it work with with? With the with the flat track and the the jumps track with the water in at Sandown, I know I, can, I know what happens at Haydock, but but what happens at Sandown is it is it will, will do the do the is there any part of the courses that ever clash or yeah the whole most of the courses isn't it yeah most, most of the straight yeah yeah so, so so I mean this I suppose that's the thing this the issue now for me is then because the I always say when Haydock do the do a mixed meeting it, it's it's um. <laughs> you know, you can end up that, that but Haydock these days have decided to race on two courses, one for the flat and one for the jumps. But I've noticed when Haydock's watered for the jumps, the, the, the flat course has also been it's been soft heavy in places. Um you know, it's uh it's kind of a uh you know <clears throat> the way we water now, for example, Epsom this week, um I've seen it with Clarks now already this season. They're watering for um, good ground. They're not watering for good to firm anymore on the flat. They're watering for good ground. It's slower side of good, isn't Yeah, it's a bit. Mm. I mean, there was thirty yards added at Epsom, so it, it probably genuine, genuinely was probably good ground. But he deliberately watered for good ground, and mm. I'm not sure I'm a fan of doing that um, because you, you're taking away one advantage for a certain part of the breed. For example, there'll be lots of horses that like soft and heavy ground. As well, uh, they'll get their ground a lot because of overwatering and, and showers. But the, the genuine horses that look like rattling quick ground are never going to get it the way the way we're carrying on. Yeah, well, but you've got you've got to remember that the the majority of trainers and owners are not going to want to run their horses either. So you're going to get small field. If the ground if the ground came up good to firm, you're going to get less runners, aren't you? 
It's true because, uh, but again, this is the thing. Why why have trainers suddenly become like this? Because I could never remember it back when I was growing up. When when it was, you know, I mean, you look at the going stick readings on turf track. Is it, to do, is it to do with the the sizes of the fields that the, the race courses get paid more if there's each way fields, eight uh, runners or more, they get paid more. Yeah, another good point. Mm. Yeah. It could, it, there's lots of vested interests, and I, I once spoke to a few. I've, I've spoke to a few clerks before, and there's no upside for them. It seems producing quick ground. I mean, it's, it's, you know, well, Taunton was abandoned this week, wasn't it? You know, in the old days, you got a horse like um, you, you. You're probably too young to, to remember, but Yangtze Kayang, who absolutely yeah. loved it, rattling. Yeah, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have won any of those races <clears throat> had they, you know, been around now. No, I remember that. Uh, my cup of tea. That era, Yangtze Kiang, you know. Well, how many nationals would Red Rummer won? True, yeah. Mr. Mr. Frisk, would he have won the Grand National these days? Probably not. No, it's not um, the fastest national on ever. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll never get beat. It never get well. It, it will get beaten because obviously they've changed the distance. But, but obviously that 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 was never that was a ridiculous time, and they ran that on firm. Um, something that we'll never see the likes of again. Anyway enough rambling we shall go on to our best bets and neville i'm going to come to you first um for your uh, third best wager of this weekend well i always try and stick to the jumps but there isn't a great deal to go on with there being just one jump meeting over the the weekend yeah but this is a good card at sandown uh when i say a good card it's a classy card and the paul nichols is is out in force and has got uh, several chances uh, I'll c- come to his in a, in a moment, but my, my third best bet is in the forerunner select hurdle. Bit disappointing, just just the four of them. Uh, McFabulous and Scaramanga, a fifty percent of the field are trained by Paul Nichols. McFabulous, I don't think has got any chance at the weights. Eleven stone ten. He comes out the worst at the weights. He's not really had a great season, so I'm prepared to overlook him. Also, Lorcan Williams, um, although he's he has ridden out his claim. He would have been claiming three pounds maybe a month ago. Uh, Fusil Raffles, he's been chasing and he hasn't jumped a hurdle since. I think he ran in the champion hurdle of 2020. So it brings it down to the bottom two. Scaramanga has been off for very nearly 200 days. He's a good stout stayer on the flat. Uh, probably not quite as good as he's over not quite as good over hurdles, which brings me down to Indefatigable, who held every chance when falling at the second last at Cheltenham in the Mayor's race. Uh, she's consistent. She loves good ground, which she'll get, and I think is more reliable than the others. So I'm going to go for Indefatigable, who will probably be at least two to one, maybe a bit more, in a four-horse race where I think there's only two with a chance so that's my third best in the indefatigable uh, i'm not keen, i'm not overly keen on paul Weber. i think um he doesn't do particularly well uh, with the horses he's got but he's done well with this mare so we'll go with her as my number three bet good stuff nev so that's indefatigable uh the uh the mayor of paul Weber's rex dingle in the saddle seven to two with bet three six five nev you'd be pleased to really? know be a one-point win. Nev's yeah. all over that. Loves that, he says. If he'd done yeah. that, he'd go two points. Um, yes. But anyway, <laughs> that's done with now. Um, that's leaving poor Harry Cobden um, looking at Scaramanga and its third nipple um, to see uh, see what's wrong with that <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so good, good stuff, Nev. Um, we'll move on to yours, Quentin, your one-pointer. Uh, my one-point bet comes on Sunday. There's no price at the moment, but I suspect it'll be double figures when they chalk it up tomorrow afternoon or evening, whatever they do. Um, it comes up with being the 440. And I thought Burge uh, Malinka of uh, Trotter Nichols, he caught the eye at Pontefract, kind of typical Ponty race, drawn wide, ended up five, six deep, covered extra ground. Under the circumstance, I felt he did well enough to keep plugging on into seventh place. Um, handicap has dropped him a couple of pounds for the run. Um, I suspect it will be jump out and run, uh, take prominent tactics again. And yeah, I, I like front runners round round Weatherby. Um, should be around a double figure price, and uh, yeah, I think he'll be uh, he'll go well for us. Yeah, that's uh, sort of Burge Link on the on the Sabbath. 
Um, you go into the Sabbath uh, to, to, to get your uh, one pointer in. Um, Burge Malinka, Quentin taking it very serious now to, to try and mow down John Lang in the early stages. This is Nats, Nats comp. Um, that goes at Weatherby there in the 440. Um, Ginger Barry, he's wrote a few times for me in the past. Uh, good, 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 cool hands jockey. But what Quentin wants is a blast outride. Get a good position. Get on, get on the far rail, and away you go. Um, so that could be that could be the ride that seals the day. Good stuff, Quentin. Thank you, John. Your third best, please. And my third best is in the three twenty eight at Ripon, and it's Happy Tim's horse, Fishable. <laughs> um. I've been waiting for him to step this one up in trip a bit because I think it'll probably sell being out of a chanteau mare. Um, the horse was really unlucky at York last year off £2 higher. I think it, it might have been at the Aber Maiden. Um, it might have been the Magnet Cup. I'm not entirely sure. I, th- I, th- I think it was the uh, John Smith Cup, yeah. Yeah. Um, should have probably gone close to winning that day. Um, then season sort of fizzled out a bit, but he'd been busy enough for me. Um, I still think there's a bit, bit more to come from this arse this year, and uh, I, I think you can certainly compete here off this mark. He's a cast winner, so I'm not worried about the usual ripping undulations catching him out or anything like that. But I think this is quite a thin race, to be honest. So, one point win, fishable. So one point win fishable for John three twenty eight at Ripon. Have you seen any odds, John? Um, no, I think it'll be about four or five to one. Nine to two for you. You've got that. Um, that that's in that's in the book. That's the bet struck for John on fishable for his is uh, he, he likes Happy Tim at this time of year. Second off an absence does John. Um, so good luck with that. Um, my third best bet goes in the uh, the Whitbread. Uh, obviously the three thirty two at Sandown tomorrow. And um, th- this is also liked as well by Catherine Fry. Um, so we- we're two pronged on this one. Um, you mean loading? Yes, we have. We, no, well, basically, basically, I purchased um, a, a match worn Cheltenham Town uh, thong from Fry. And so she decided to um, to give me some advice on on the weekend racing. So yeah, I, and and so yes, and I, I'm perfectly um, fair with this horse Hewick. I backed it at Sedgefield when it come over um, uh, to win a race, and it recently ran in the the Midlands National where the ground was all wrong for it. The ground is the key to this horse. Um, has to have top of the ground really, um, which he's got 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 tomorrow. So. So I'm I'm very excited for this horse at the price. They're already nibbling it and taking the prices. They're not. This will be Fry and Fry's fanboys. Um, disgraceful behaviour. Um, not allowing our podcast listeners um, to get on at a decent price. The 22s has gone, but 16 still available. And that's where I'm going for my one point win bet on Hewick. Um, just to clarify, if you like Enrillo, um, can't put you off at all. It is a bit short. Um, it is been tra- has been trained for the race. I mean, if you watch the race last year, if you play on the exchanges, um, you'll have some fun with with that trading. That if Harry Cobden gets it out and away early into a into a nice rhythm, um, you could probably see Emrylo being being six to four down the back for the final time. If if that's your sort of thing, a very good trading horse, Emrylo, um, but not for me really at that shorter price. So that's why I went for Hewick and Fry. Also very keen, sixteen to one. Uh, is my third best. Right, I'll bounce did you, it. Did you pay the full forty nine ninety nine for the match one <laughs> song? Yeah, well, well, well. So she, did she get staff discount? Yeah, I've, I've been invoiced, but she's, you know, she's uh, she's not had payment yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a better win. Um, so, <laughs> John, I'm, I'm coming to you for your second best. Oh, right. My uh, second best is this Havoc, and it's in the three fifteen. And this one is for Jim's, Jim Hayes, gorgeous Mrs. Victoriana Hay, and it's Zolo Tracker. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Nice race for this one, I think. Um, already got a mark of 76 in the bulk for me last year, and I think there's a bit more to come. The arse was a bit flighty last year, but he, he's had his knackers off, which is never a bad thing. Um <laughs> Speaking from somebody who's not yet had his knackers up. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, 
I think Tom Rackman's a good booking for this. He was wrote up early enough to read this as well. Um, I think he'll be quite positive here, and I can't say what to pace on. Um, I think this is very solid for the frame, so I'm going to point each way wankering. Ooh, John, each way wankering. So seven to one, seven to, seven to one I think it is, John. Yeah. Um, are you happy with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just. I need to check the place terms here as, as we as we go to this. Um, yes, you, four. you get four, four places. Yeah, you get you get the four pegs for your, for your wanker bet. Wanker bet. Terrible bet from you. But, um, um, <laughs> seven to one for Fitzroy Zulu tracker for Tom Doyle in the saddle um, for John tomorrow uh, to see uh, if he can get that home in what looks a trickyish three-year-old handicap. Interesting. You like that though, John? I'm gonna have to have a close look at that. Um, um, in the morning, uh, Quentin, your um, two pointer, please. My two points also comes in the 15 15 at Haydock. I'm gonna oppose short head Leng. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna put up Exminster. Um, he caught the eye at Beverly, ended up wider than ideal, covered a ton of extra ground. Uh, ended up doing too much too soon and kind of half in the hole in the final half furlong, but he plugged on well enough, all things considered. Um, cheek pieces go on, he kind of half hung right, and I feel the cheek pieces should bring about a bit of improvement. Um, the I think it's the George Bowie horse came out and won at Beverly the other day in a good time, so the form looks solid. I don't think it's the deepest of three-year-old races, the top of the market, typical woman, uh, Ian Williams hardly hasn't ready off a break. Kenny Fettel had the run of things last time out on the all-weather. Clocks Noir travels and the hood should suit, but I'm not sure that the surface will. Zulu Tracker was a danger because that form was franked. At the Salisbury form was franked by Ruiz at, where was that, Sandown today. Um, yes. But Exminster had nearer the top of the market and he's, he's 8-1, to one, so two points win at 8-1, please. Good stuff. That's what you've got. Two points win at eights. And um, yeah, I, I did watch the Beverly race. I, I, I watched it a few times because I, I was all over the uh, the one that, that won at Beverly the other day of uh, George Bowie's that had the easy easy time on the front end because um, I thought he did a lot wide as well. Um, yep. And and this one was caught very wide. So yeah, you're right to sort of like point that out. Um, yeah, so good luck with that, Quentin. Eight to one, two points you've got, Exminster. Um Neville, coming to you for your two-pointer, please. My two-pointer goes in the 5.15 race at Sandown. And although it looks a tough handicap, and I'm not for a moment saying that this horse is a handicap snip, but he's in form, and he, the horse is called um, 50 Ball of um, Gary Moores. Now, if you, if you go back to just over 12 months ago, he finished second in a really hot version of the Betfair Hurdle. He chased home soaring glory off a pound higher than what he'll run off tomorrow. Um, behind was Edward Stone and uh, Annual Victus, Buzz, Guard Your Dreams, Mr Coffee. It was a really hot renewal of the Betfair Hurdle and he finished second. He's been chasing shortly after that at the start of this season and since they've put him back to hurdles he's really found his form again and he Managed to win at Ascot. He beat a, a useful performer of Jeremy Scott's called Sizewell Sam off 127. And prior to that, he chased home west to the bridge over tomorrow's course and distance. Uh, all right, it's competitive. There's no two ways about it. And they're likely to bet four or five to one the field. But he's a horse in form. The yard's been in form all season. And Niall Houlihan is able to still claim three pounds, which brings him down to a lower rating than he was running off at this time last year. So 50 ball, 5.15, my second best bet, uh, 5.15 at Sandown tomorrow. Good stuff, Neff. That's three to one um, available. So that's, that's all it is. Yeah, it's, um, they, they've had the nine to two, Nev. The, 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 the South Coast mob's been in. You know what they're like. Um, a disgrace. Um, it's not a great price, that is it? Three to one. It's, yeah, I know what you mean though, but but the the, the thing is for me, I, I thought the three pounds it's gone up for, uh, for its last win was quite light in a way. I know I know it's only a four on a field, but I thought he disposed with, with them, you know, with with ease really. Sizable Sam um, had previously um, uh, uh, won at Wing Canton. Yeah, absolutely, and the, West with the wind has, has won subsequently when he was 
second to that, and I think the third horse has won since, as was the fourth, was the oddly named git maker of Jamie <laughs> Snowden. Um, yeah. They're trying to call it G maker, aren't they? G maker, uh, terrace eater. Well, it's like when. He, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that form's worked out really well. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think it wants to be sure. Well, anyway, that's your two points, three to okay. one. Um, I'm afraid that's that's it. We, we give you the best we can. Um, okay, on to mine, um, which goes in the 150 at Sandown, and one of yours, Nev, that you've flagged up before. Um, I think this could finally be his day because I fancy a big day for Pumpkin um, it, it, to some degree, um, whether that's like two winners maybe, a couple of winners, but I, I do think he'll do well, Pumpkin, tomorrow. Um, Nappers Hill. I thought four to one is extremely fair um, because we, we, a few of us liked him at Sandown um, in the uh, in, in in the big handicap hurdle there, um, but the ground completely beat him. Um, before that, he was six in the Betfair, um, like you said, third behind John Bond. You pointed this out before that this horse surely. He's off 134. He had a confidence, nice confidence booster recently at Newton Abbott. Um, I, I just think off 134, if he's not going close, I'd, I'd be I'd be really shocked that he's not close in, in, in a race of this standard. I don't think for the money, I don't think it's a great race at all. Um, you know, you, you go through some of the runners and you think, well, you know, th- these, these would not be um, part of any kind of uh, festival handicap hurdle yeah, or, or, or be prominent in the betting for it Headlaws won some bad heats um, and yes he's very progressive so I don't discount him but at the same time um, Nappers Hill's got the form in the book and I just think 4-1 to one's very fair what do you think? I, I thought I was disappointed with him at Newton Abbott last week I thought he made very heavy weather of beating some horses he should have won on the bridle yep. and I, I, I do agree that the ground went against him in the the big um, that novice's handicap at Sandown, yeah. And I thought he travelled well at, um, at Newbury in the Betfair, but I have been disappointed with him. I'm not saying I've given up on him because I think he'll probably turn out to be a really good chaser, novice chaser next season. And I think I do agree with you. I think for this for a hundred thousand pound race, it's a pretty ordinary turnout. But I have been a bit disappointed with Napa's Hill. I thought he was going to be a a grade one novice and yeah. he's he's fallen a few certainly a stone beneath beneath that yeah I, I, there is there is that it's just the mark that attracts me that it's obviously a pound lower um than in the betfair and i i just think would any of these get within um six lengths of the betfair winner um first street i like to move it um you know, Soaring Glory, uh, Royal Mooney's come out and 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 won well at Fontwell. And I just think some of these have been racing at sort of the gaffs and running around the gaff tracks and 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 picking up their wins there. And I, I said, I, I, I don't think this is anywhere. I'll be disappointed if Napazil doesn't. If we're not challenging um, up the running, I'll be disappointed. I'll be disappointed in Pumpkin as well. Disgraceful if he can't get <laughs> Napazil to win this. At four to one for my two pointer. Okay, so I'll I'll kick off the round here um, for the for the best bets because mine's probably the worst one out of all of yours. Um, it's a it's a shocking bet this to tip. Um, you know, on, on on a podcast where people want some originality, and I I go all racing blogger, an absolute <laughs> disgrace of a man I am. Um, three o'clock sundown, it's the celebration chase, but Griantine at thirteen to eight um, is where my max bet is because this horse, I've said it before, he absolutely loves it. The last two wins at this place, uh, you can just see, just I don't know what it is about it. He likes this track. Um, he's beaten Nubi Negra here. He's beaten Sir Royal here. He's beaten Rouge Viff here. Um, so I don't understand why he's 13 to 8. He's been trained for the race, so he's nice and fresh. So he's Nubi Negra. I, I take that. But I do think Griantine is 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 a Sandown specialist. I think I think this I can see this already. And 13 to 8 is wrong. I'd be if I was pricing this up tonight for a major firm, I would be 11 to 10. And and that that's it. That's your lot. That's all you gain out of me for Griantine tomorrow. So that's my three pointer uh, tomorrow, which is disappointing. I agree. Um, so we'll move on swiftly from that rubbish, and um, I'm going to come back to you, John, for your best bet 
of the weekend. 3.15 here, Doc. Fantastic Fox. Mm. An old mate of ours. Yes. Now... Can't be 3.15. Do you say 3.15 here, Doc? Is it 315? Uh, sorry, 345, sorry. 345. I was out. You, you got me confused. Yep. Can't, can't read me on writing. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, which, which is bad because it, it's taped. <laughs> it's... <laughs> and there's only me on the gin. This is the embarrassing thing. I'm with three sober people right now. It's just terrible. Anyway, Joe, carry on. Um, right, I mean... You cast your mind back to last year. We we covered this horse quite closely, um, and it's always been in, held in fairly high regard by Team Varian. Um, but of course, the big problem it, we had last year with this horse was he was very free going, and he was ridden nearly all the time by old concrete hands. Yes, and I honestly think that really hampered that horse's progress last year. Yeah. And I thought he would have made up into 110 hours last year, but for the lack of assistance from the saddle in getting this horse to drop the snap. Uh, there were several occasions, none more so than when he won a shade off on soft ground, where, I mean, for that money, he could have won five minutes if somebody just got him to drop it a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 John, you're totally right. I mean, the Souza's hands last year were like Terry Waits tied to the radiator, weren't they? I mean, I mean it was just, it was, it was, you know, the, the, the fellow just, I don't know where he's gone, but he's 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 gone downhill badly. Um, yeah, I mean, anything that wanted settling, you didn't want to sell, did you? And, no. and this was a case in point that was illustrated throughout the season. I mean, you go back to the start of last season, this house was one and three quarter lengths behind Snow Lantern. And then over him and he he missed the kick that day and went came, you know. So I mean, it wouldn't have been the the biggest stretch of the imagination if he'd settled properly to see him turning air over that day. Yeah, you know, um, it it was just a capital of disappointment last year, despite some wins. Um, uh, no, I like I like your case. I really do. I think I think it's I think it's, I think it's a solid case to be honest. And then just the, the cherry on the cake, of course, is he's two stones later this year because he's had them off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, the, the old big, the old... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fant- yes. The, the gaffers are off, so... <laughs> yes, it's Fantastic Fox was once described by one of my contacts as having the biggest pair that he's ever seen on a, on a colt. <laughs> <laughs> Buster Gurnard standard. Like, like basketballs. Yeah, like basketball, absolutely. Um so fantastic fox, John. Um are you on the nose, John? Are you um what are you doing? Three points win, no question. It'll oh, three po- three points win, thirteen to two with Willie Mills. Uh, uh take the price before John does. Don't know how you can do that, but anyway, it's uh... a job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John, for your for your best bet. Um, I'm going to move on to. Oh, I'm going to leave Quentin to last because I'm intrigued what Quentin's is. Uh, Neville, your your three pointer, please. Well, you were apologising for your nap selection, and yeah. I'm going to apologise for mine. I don't think the price is fair, but I'm I'm going to stick with Enrillo. He's got some yeah. uh, unfinished business, so to speak, after last year in the in the. What used to be known as the Whitbread, now the Bet365 Gold Cup. He's had a very quiet season. Um, he started off by running in what used to be the Hennessy, and I fancied him that day. He was travelling nicely when he came down at the 14th. He ran moderately at Cheltenham in December, but the horses from that yard were not exactly firing at that time. And I thought he ran okay in the Coral Trophy at Kempton on his last start. He got beat 11 lengths, but he has been dropped two pounds, but he did travel like the best horse. Had he fallen or pulled up or whatever, three from home, he'd have said that he would have pissed up. I think he's 
he's crying out for good ground. There's no two ways about it. He wants good ground. He travelled so well last year yes. in this in this race, and he still had enough energy to start wandering over the across the track and pricking his ears. That I think he had plenty in hand last year, despite um, losing the race. Um, all right, he's he's not brilliantly handicapped with one or two that ran in the race last year, but I honestly cannot believe that we've seen the best of this horse this season. His price is poor. Four to one is is not. It's it's just not an accurate reflection of his chance because there are several well uh, horses coming into this race in form, and I think musical slaves a big danger. I, th- I think if if Enrilo does underperform, I think Musical Slave, who has really come to hand of late, he's due to go up seven pound in future races. But I think the ground might just have gone against him. I think he wants some cut in the ground. I'm against win- my wings. She's going to have to be bordering on almost Gold Cup class to win this because she runs off 154. She'd get seven pounds in the Gold Cup. That'd take her to 161. She's gonna, if you won this, you'd have to be at least five pounds better than a mark. She's going to have to be re- the most improved mare in training. Uh, so I'm, I'm against win my wings. And I honestly do not think we've seen Enrillo's best form at all this season. I'm going to go with him, but I do. I don't think four to one is a fair reflection. But uh, I can only go with what I fancy, and he's my three-point tip for for tomorrow. Never. I, I, I think you're doing yourself down. I, I don't think four to one is that bad. I just I just think there's, there's probably not a lot of juice in it. But the way he went through the race last year, I mean. You, there'll be a lot of people if you've laid the four to one and he, and everything's going right early. Um, you, you'll not be feeling very very good at laying the fours um, mid race um, because he he, he just travels all over them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. So I think it's angles for punters as well. Punters might feel, oh well, yeah, we'll go with that in in the fact that you you know we can we can we can have a nice trade. Um, I've been itching all week to back him anti post, and I did notice on Betfair he was trading at about. Seven, about six to one on Betfair, and I, I ignored that. So I'm I'm finding it very hard to take four to one after that. But he, if ever there was a horse laid out for a race, this has got to be the one. He's had three runs this season. He hasn't even completed in two of them. So he's he's hardly. It must be so fresh. He's hardly. He hasn't even run three races this season by not completing in two of them. He's got everything in his favour. No, you know, I agree. Except the price. I, no, I, I agree. I mean, I mean, Nev. Thing is, you, you, I, I always think you. Well, I'm the glass half full. You're the glass half empty. And that we, we'll we'll both like a six to four chance. And you'll think six to four, and I'll go six to four. What value? You'll go six to four. That's no value. Um, yeah. But, but I, I do. I, I always. Think, I am. Yeah. I, Neville is like that. So for listeners, if you're listening, thinking that Neville doesn't like, I, Neville, I always think underestimate sometimes. Like short prices, I, I do think when Nev likes one, I do, I do, I do think there's a little bit of juice in the fours. Um, um, but we'll see. And thanks, Nev, for that three points. And it's a very solid selection. Quentin, I'm coming to you because um, you're going to save the weekend when we've all done our bollocks. <laughs> uh, my 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 three point bet comes in the ooh, five ten at Ripon. Um, uh, Quite keen on Selby Pride, five to two, nine to four, and a couple of places. I made it a fair bit shorter. Um, she's improved since she came back from her August break. She she ran second at York um, on soft ground, and then came came out this season at Thursk, and she she ran third there in a in a class three handicap. Um, takes the downgrade into a class four, not to eighty tomorrow. Um, she's already got the course form in the book, and it was a good effort on the clock last time out was it last weekend two weekends ago even uh, the form was franked earlier today when the adam west horse absolutely shit up at sandown um it looks a, it doesn't look a deep brace uh tim easterby's looked looked paceless on soft ground i don't really think that wants five furlongs it just doesn't look to be much that's that's well handicapped in the race either in about five to four when chalking up the race she's five to two nine to four in a couple of places and, and that's the one for me to be honest i can't really find much to oppose her with lovely 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 this selby's pride for the coiler and uh paddy mathers five to two it could be blast off 
uh, for Quentin. Uh, what's what's the running style of Selby's? Is it, is it normally? I suspect it will sit in track Roger Fell's horse. To be honest, just sit on the rail slot. Hopefully a gap comes and just it'll take off and and, and go away. Um, the improvements come on soft ground, but the way she moves and she's by a lethal force. I don't think. I think the improvements come from her physically getting stronger rather than rather than the ground side of things. So I actually think good at good ground at Ripon's Mole, absolutely perfect. Good stuff, Quentin. So that's three points, five to two for Quentin Selby's pride. Um to blast off, go off at eight to eleven, John, and win by a short head. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Q John messaging me and he'll say something like I see Frank's horse has just got up again. <laughs> you, you know what? I was on I was on cash earlier, so uh, yeah, swings and roundabouts, oh, yes, doesn't yes, it? Yes, <laughs> that, that was pain for all concerns. Spencer and Simcock. Uh, Ka- uh, if you ever want to see why why we we have have so much fun about Spencer and Simcock, watch Cash today. Watch the ride it got, and uh, that's uh, that's all we need to sort of touch on really nothing else really to say um but yeah I just if he was riding Lionel <laughs> oh, oh that was brutal that watch wasn't it oh. yeah like poor Lionel um last week was, yeah being spencered anyway we move on to the the television um fair tomorrow we'll we'll cover the flat first because the they're, they're just covering the um the two races or the telly races on the flat and uh, Haydock the 205 um, is the is 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 a TV race there, and Boardman heads the market for Happy Tim at four to one. Any anybody any thoughts on this? At risk of sounding completely blogger, um, I don't think this will win. Um, back on a decent mark after I mean Rocky controlled the ratings last year with Tim this horse, um, and he he was excellent on his debut this year. Um, sat out the back, made his ground up. Pretty much saw his race out as well, which Tim's tend not to on the seasonal debuts. He, he usually leaves plenty on them. Um, and he, he's he got winning farm round here as well. He doesn't mind this turning track. So uh, I think he's got plenty going for him and uh, should be a winner for Thick Dave, I think. Yeah, he's uh, been well backed so far, four to one this evening. There's um, actually a very interesting other one of Tim's in this tomorrow that I'm absolutely convinced he's having a a fail up. That's Del Grey Boy. Um, ah. Now, if you've got the facility to have a look at how this travelled at Redcar mm-hmm. on seasonal debut, this isn't in two or five yes. though, John. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's in the two three forty five. Ah, sorry, sorry, I'm getting, getting mixed up again with the air docks. That's in the um, fantastic fox race, isn't it? Uh, scrub that then. Leave, leave, leave Del Grey by you. Yeah, uh, I'm blaming your typing. John. <laughs> it, it, it's all it can be. I'm, I'm all over the place. I've been cutting and pasting and rearranging. Uh, honestly, I don't know my ass from my elbow. It, it's one of the. Do you remember that film? Is it Misery? Like you know, it's like it's like when she's had all you that Kathy Burke and you're typing away that Paul Sheldon, and yeah, and, yeah. and you know and she's and she's battered your legs and I've had my legs smashed. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, like being held captive by Liz Truss. Yeah, it I, is. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that to be honest. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Um, <laughs> anybody else on the two or five? Uh, I was with John to be honest. Boardman ended up on the wrong part of the track at Redcar, shaped well. Market said not today. It's clearly on a winning mark. Goes well at the course. There wasn't much not to like to be honest. Uh, Silver Samurai looked a bit doggy last time out. Uh, Farhees will probably need the run. I'm interested in Happy Tim's with when he gets this snatch back on your weather. Um, I think they'll have a little bit of fun with that um, if they can find it the right sort of race, but. Tom Tom Eaves is on tomorrow, so that's that's not tomorrow. Well, stop it, Tom. Um, stop it, Tom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd quite happily back uh, Boardman. It was eleven to two. It's now fours. Am I bouncing with fours? Yeah, probably not. It's tight. It's tight at fours. Um, right favourite, definitely. Good stuff. Um, I have nothing really to report in this. I, I found it very very tricky. Um, Neville, nothing for you here. Nothing at all. No, I didn't like the race at all. No. 
we go to the uh, 2.45 at Leicester. Um, the King Richard III stakes. Um, I think York should come to one of these just 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 for a bit of banter. Um, poor King Richard the Third. He, he got you know he, he belongs in York and Leicester's took it. It's great. Um, anyway, Path of Thunder is a uh, wrist five to four favourite jolly for Charlie Appleby and Will Buick. Ran thirty Maidan recently, and um, certainly ran, ran well. Ran you know had, had there another race, nice box seat, sort of in behind the pace. Um, didn't see anything really. I thought, well, yes, you're gonna you're gonna su- suddenly bounce away, but. Um, a very trappy affair. Quentin, I'm coming to you first because you might be able to unlock this. Oh, I It was tricky. I went 6-4, to 6-4, to 4-1 four, four to one, with the Coxhalls being the 4-1 to one, one. Um, concerns with him in regards to small field and pulling his nuts off. Um, that's a massive concern. The other two I couldn't really split at the top of the market. Happy Power, there's, I think it's what, 3.1 on the machine now. If I had to have a bet, I'd have a, a small play on Happy Power, but you've got five flat meetings tomorrow. I think I'm better off finding edges elf or elsewhere. Yes. Um, Applebee's on fire. Path of Thunder's no doubt come back from Maidan in, in decent nick, but yeah, that, that's how I priced it, and I don't think there's enough juice in it for me to have a bet in a in a small field affair like this. It's um, God knows why only three have turned up. It's normally, you know, I guess it's normally a small field. There's four last year. But yeah, quite disappointing to be honest. It is, it it is, and I think we're going to get more of this this summer. It's crazy, isn't um, it? All that, all, you know, good a good race like this. Um, I I don't know what the what the, the third's getting, but I bet it'll be a few grand just for turning up. Yep. Wish I'd put one of one of my selling platters in it because it'd have, it'd have <laughs> for finishing fourth. It's just a, it's just crazy, isn't it? Really. I know that oh. there was a non-runner Ed Rock's been taken out, but. You know, it's all all that prize money going to to share between three horses. On on a point of Charlie Appleby, his horses are in incredible form. It's just it's just crazy, isn't it? Twenty last twenty three runners, twelve winners. I don't think if any have been out of the first four, it can only have been one or two. It's just on fire at the moment. Yeah. Um, Aratus is, is difficult to weigh up in it. They've they've gelded him since last season, and. Would he win a handicap of 102? Probably not, which no. makes me think that the other two are going to dominate the race. But, um, but I'm, I'm with you. But I don't think there's any angle on the race, really. The, the price is just... I don't fancy a ratter, so it looks it looks as a match, and I don't think there's any great value in it. But it's poor. When you think three runners for a for a, a listed race of all that prize money, it's, it's ridiculous, really. And you, yeah. you, run, you run a race on the all-weather for, for two grand, and you get... 40 entries well that's it that's the horse racing stock now we could we could put on 10 not to 55s tomorrow if anyone would race we, we could put easily 10 not to 55s on that's the that's the that's where we're going that's where british racing's heading um john i, I presume you i agree with quentin and nev you 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 sort of in agreement if you're desperate to have a bet on the Richard III, you're just a massive Richard III, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, John, me and you'll be having one during that and then back out for some gin. And let the dog in. Yeah. yeah. Let, let the dog in. Um, right, so we go on to the... <laughs> we'll go on to Sandown, where obviously the uh, the jumping... Sort of the jumping uh, uh, finale for, 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 for British racing on the season. And obviously... Yay. Before we start having four jump meetings, probably next week and the week after. <laughs> anyway, Napazil, I've tipped. I've tipped that. Um, Nev was Nev was not so keen this time because he was disappointed with Newton Abbott. Um, I thought Whiskey was interesting. I thought he ran well at Aintree. Yeah, uh, and I I didn't think he jumped particularly well at Aintree, but I, but I was surprised how how little he got beat in the end when everything seemed to take him on, and he was. 100 plus horse on the flat last in France. It's only a, they must think a bit of him because they started him off in a in a Grade One race in Constitution Hills. Uh, was it the Tolworth? He, he ran. He made his debut in. So uh, they obviously think he, he's pretty good. Uh, but you know, I mean, he, he, I'm sure this wasn't the the immediate target. I'm sure Aintree was the main target. You just wonder whether maybe the the edge might be taken off him, but uh, I thought Whiskey was interesting if his if his price was was big enough. 
Yeah, he's around the um, around the six to one mark. Mm. So yeah, it's fair enough, isn't it? Yep. Interesting, Nev. Then, uh, so what about Quentin? You, you twig up a fan, you um, oh, massive, massive twig up a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, safe side didn't do massive work on the jump. Snappers Hill was the one that caught the eye with better ground. Um, yeah, I, I, did, I didn't do a lot on the race, if I'm honest, but I, I would trust your judgment and uh, row in with Nappers Hill as well. Yes, yes, it is time, it's time, <laughs> it's time for the Nappers, John Joe Lang. What are we saying? I'm chucking him in there, but I quite like whiz kid. I thought oh, you were. Now that I can definitely. <laughs> I have got it written down here, you can see. It's, it's, it's like countdown. <laughs> I'll, I'll show me working. Um, I think he can run to his mark. It's okay on the ground. Should be there about six to one. Fair enough. Oh. Yeah, no, no. Look, he, he did run. He did run quite well at entry because uh, I think I laid him in running and, and, got, and still got a bit of a scare. Um, you know, turning in because you're thinking you should have dropped back by now, um, but he didn't. Um, it was like one of them bad dreams you have where they keep chasing you. Anyway, two twenty-five. It's the bet three six five Oxy Chase uh, for runner affair, um, but certainly a bit of quality, nevertheless. Um, I was with Earn River. I'm going to give him another chance because. He never, he never, he never, absolutely just never jumped at entry at all. Which I, I, I always excuse a horse round entry because that sharp mile may course with those fences. If you're not in a rhythm, you're a million um, early on, and that would have been a course that he's probably not used to. Um, on, on, when he's been winning, he, he's managed to win very, very well at Doncaster and Weatherby, real big galloping tracks. I don't think he liked entry. There's no way he deserves to be outside of here. Nuts well um, is, is, is sort of disputing outside him. I think uh, he's had a long season. St. Calvados finds less than probably what, what you think off the bridle. Uh, Mr. Fisher doesn't win the race as he should. Where am I going wrong, Nev? Yeah, I, I looked at this race and I couldn't find one that I thought would win the race. They've just tried to make St. Calvados into a three-miler and... He wants, he doesn't want the ground as quick as it's going to be. It looks like he's a real mudlark. Um, Mr. Fisher is in and out. If, if the, the good Mr. Fisher turns up, he would, he'd have strong credentials, but he's very difficult to, to trust implicitly. He runs more bad races than good races. I think Nutswell is, is up against it. And Earn River, I don't think he was beaten at Aintree when he came down. I think he was just getting into it. But he's got a bit to find on the book. He's only had two runs under rules over fences, which is going to be a, a huge disadvantage. But it might be worth risking him as if he is the outsider of four, because I think there's question marks against everything, really. But, you know, I'm with you. I, I don't think that the form book tells you that Earn River can't win it because he's got too much to find. But, you know, there's, there's question marks against his three rivals. So I'll, I'll go with Earn River if he's a decent price. Yeah, and about five to one, nine to two available for Ernie. Really. That, that'll do for me. Um, John Neville? I, uh, I came down on Mr. Fisher as the most likely winner, I thought, but I, I couldn't back it. I think the horse is an absolute wanker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fair enough. Yep, yep. Dirtly silence there, but then we'll move on. Uh, we'll go to the three o'clock then. The celebration chase. This is where we're celebrating the near end of the jump yeah, season. Yeah, we're celebrating. It's going to piss off. <laughs> um, disgraceful comments from us, really, for, for our national hunt listeners. Um, but they understand. Um, I've tipped Griantine, a disgraceful nap. Um, you three, what are we saying? We've only five to pick from. What are we saying? Griantine as well. Uh, course and distance form clearly loves yeah. it round here. Big figures on the clock round here. Um, it looks looks to be two to two to deal with him and um, Newberg Ball. Um, Greatine's the, the one for me. Greatine yes. even. Yeah, I mean, I I came down with Green Team purely because he's he loves Sandown. He's he's run well in two Tinkle Creeks. He's won one of those. He has beaten Newberg Negra over this course and distance um, on today's terms. The he, he's relatively fresh. I think we can forgive his last run at, at Leopardstown because the Nichols horses were all wrong that day. And yeah. he, if I remember rightly, he stuck to the inside when everything else went wide and he probably wasn't giving a, a, a tactically a very good ride either that day. 
So we'll ignore his last run. Before that, he chased home Shiskin. He beat Hitman over this track in December. And uh, he started off in the in the Holden Gold Cup off, off a huge weight. I think he's got a lot going for him. Uh, Nube Negra, the, the skeleton team seem to talk him up and, and they're convinced he's a grade one horse. He's had three runs this season, so he's going to be fresh. And so Royal is ultra consistent. You, it'd be very hard to see him not concerned somewhere along the line. But uh, I wasn't overly keen on the, the 13 to 8 green team. I, I, I'd want a little bit more, but... Uh, if I had to choose one if, to have me, my, my last quid on it, be him. Yeah, great. Green team then for a, a sort of a, a unanimous party. John, John are, you, are you green team? Clean sweep. Clean sweep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, come on, then, the big one. You you must have all looked at Nev's Enrilla. I, I like Enrilla too, but I've gone with the value with uh, Hewitt for the shark handling. Quentin and John, to finish the show. What are your choices in the Whitbread? I'd, I'd just like to say when my wings run really, really well and being amongst it, and it, then it will just cement her place as the mayor of the season and stop ITV giving an award to Snow Leopardess. <laughs> <laughs> so that, 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 that's the only thing I want out the Whitbread. <laughs> I just love John's John's thoughts at times. Quentin, uh, Fry Fry pointed me in the same direction. She pointed you in the. Oh, this is terrible! And you've not to buy a thong. I I didn't I I, I didn't know. <laughs> this is well we know we, we we know where we know where we all stand now, don't we? You know. <laughs> well, well, she hasn't actually told you who's really been wearing them. That's the, that's the way. <laughs> Right, good stuff. So Quentin's with Hewick. I'm with Hewick. Uh, Nevin Rillo and John win my wings because he doesn't want Snow Leopardess to win any awards from ITV. That is the sum of the bar, Stuart. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this uh, cracking show. Uh, nothing more to add. We're back on Sunday with the sermon. Myself, John, and someone else who talks a lot of rubbish in Lone Malvo. He's back on Sunday. So you'll enjoy that uh, to, to finish off um, everyone doing the brains in the street. And that's all from us. Bye for now. <laughs>